before we get into the video, shout out to our sponsors, Subside Clothing Brand. Subside is a new, up-and-coming clothing brand established in Bristol that is looking to add something different with their clean designs that celebrate their roots. You can find the link to all their social medias in the description of this video. From the Terrace Podcast and Subside Clothing Brand, it's a match made in heaven. Support the boys, support the grind, shop Subside. Hello and welcome to the From the Terrace podcast and to another edition of Champ Top. As you can tell, if you're a video watcher, obviously, I have just woken up Regan and that is the reason for our messy bedheads. Um, not, I mean, I would say mine's worse than yours, to be fair. I don't think you've got too much wrong. There's maybe a little, see, he just wakes up with a, that natural sort of a natural curve. Look at that. Yeah, boy, look at that fringe. Um, enough about fringes. What about this for a segue, Regan? The fringes of the relegation zone. That is where we are going first with this champ talk. We're obviously reviewing the we game uh, from the Easter Monday fixtures as well as um, one Tuesday, one two. Regan, we've got to talk about it because it was sort of the game that we thought was decisive for this club season. And we, we've spoke about them a lot recently and it's Rotherham. Um, we sort of gave this as the final chance. We said this is a game they have to win uh, if they want a chance of staying up. I banked on them to stay up a couple of weeks ago saying I think they can do it with the fixtures they've had. They've let us down. They've lost 3-0 at home to Wickham. I mean, we've got to give our credit to Wickham, obviously, because um, they're on a decent little run as it goes. But how bad are Rotherham? This is it for them now, isn't it? Yeah, it's a shame because if I, if I was to give them any chance at getting out of the bottom three, I thought we'd be the first few games because it uh, it was before they would they would feel the fatigue of this tough um, this tough tight con- um, fixture congestion. But it's the complete opposite, and yeah, but now the now the fixtures are really going to catch up on them. I'm really not sure how they're going to cope, especially because as I as I mentioned to you before we start recording that they those the two games they had are two of their easier ones they've got in this in this fixture. Um, in this tough fixture list, I know they've got Birmingham left to play, uh, which can increase the, which can decrease the gap pretty significantly. Then only be to four points, but yeah, they, they, before they get tired, etc. Those are the games you have to win. And yeah, full credit to Wickham. And I did say in our prediction, they they come across a bit of a purple patch. I'm not saying when they need it because nine points away from safety and personally there's no way that they're going to stay up not at all but I think for, for them to not finish bottom is a bit of an achievement based on the season they've had and um, yeah fair, fair play to Wickham but yeah I can only see things going bad to worse for Robin because the level on points was Sheffield Wednesday now and from going from uh, from going from a team that's you know potential save potential safety they might even end up this is worse circumstance they might even end up finishing bottom because one win and um, Rotherham losing, they can be bottom of this league, which in a few weeks has gone from potential to absolute, absolute horror. Yeah, I mean, that was something I was going to say. I was going to say, this team is, like we said, we always say, we, we talk about how big it is to be the team that's in form in the final running, whether that be you're going for the playoffs, going for the top two, or trying to stay up. And Rotherham felt like, it felt like with the fixtures and everything, they had a real chance at it. And they were a team who we thought had the sort of resilience and the skill to be able to at least put up a good fight of it in the season. But it looks like they're going to go down with a whimper, which is a real shame, not just for Rotherham, but for the championship. Because it feels like mathematically coming into this period, they were the only team who can really stay up. I mean, we'll get on to Sheffield Wednesday in a bit. They've still got technically a chance, but the teams around the relegation zone winning, um, it, that is looking bleak for those bottom three. For Rotherham, I just think 
a lot of their fans came out and said, and uh, after the game, um, obviously they're big fans of Paul Warren, but they said it was a League One type performance, and I think that's that's probably the perfect way to put it. They they played a League One game out there, and that's a game that could be played easily in the middle of League One, maybe towards the top of League One, and Wickham have just absolutely um, shown them up, and in three goals that were pretty easy. Oh, they created chances, but David Stockdale looked relatively comfortable in goal. And um, yeah, I, I think that's a result, is a defining one. It's not just a loss, it's not just 3 0, it's 3 0 to Wickham. And Wickham don't beat teams by that much, they haven't all season. So if you're doing that, I think, I think it just shows that you're destined for League One, which is a shame. Robin have had their injury concerns. But um, I think me and Regan have probably, we hope not, we hope there's some twists and turns. Um, we've probably uh, got our bottom three, I think. I think we've, we've, we're thinking we've did not too long to go. If there's any team who can get out of it now, though, Regan, it, isn't Rotherham, it's probably these lot. Um, Sheffield Wednesday won 5-0 against Cardiff. We said that Wednesday would make it a tough place to go. We know they've got to try and give everything to this final stretch of games. But I've said that I think Mick McCarthy would have dealt with that perfectly fine. Did the complete opposite, didn't he? What the hell was that? <laughs> what, on, what on earth was that game? I was Because mem- I can't remember where you were, but I was, mess- I was messaging you. I was being like, oh, you've seen the score? It's 2 nils. Oh, my God, it's 3 nil. Oh, my God, what's going on? But yeah, uh, yeah, give them a chance for survival. Why not? Because that was an absolutely unbelievable performance. Yes, Cardiff weren't great. Well, actually, they were terrible. But Sheffield Wednesday, from really the first whistle to the last, controlled the game, and that's exactly what... I expected from them under Darren Moore. Yes, so I know he said we'll give him a bit more time, but since he's since the, since he's got a first few results, he's really starting to get these results together. And yeah, I know we counted them out uh, when we did our predictions video, but the way the the way they're playing at the moment, they they could they can easily stay up. You know, in all honesty, because that was absolutely brilliant. But on the, on the contrary, yeah. We we said this is a game that was that suits Mick McCarthy down to a T, and the exact the exact opposite happened. And with um, with the teams around, majority of them, I think, picking up the max amount of points or some points at least, uh, that's a game you needed to win. And now you're from going about four points or three points, you're now six or seven points away from Bournemouth. And I know we tipped them to get that last playoff spot, but just seven points is a lot to make up in just a few games left. So yeah, just that one result. Is really is really hampering Cardiff season, and yeah, be interesting to see how they respond to this. Yeah, I mean, it's the championships a funny old league, and it will get down to the four the final four games. Because let's be honest, no one in this league apart from Norwich has been entirely convincing all season. And you get down to the final four or five games, and teams can just go away. Well, you could see teams in that top six lose every single match. Like it, it wouldn't surprise me. And, and Cardiff could turn Cardiff could turn around. I think this this it may seem silly, but we've done this um, as the two first results is season defining. But I think they are because Rotherham obviously it gives them no chance. Cardiff still have a chance mathematically. I think what we have to see from here now is is Mick McCarthy going to get into these players and go right that doesn't happen again and it's some sort of springboard for them to they'll probably have to realistically win every single one of their final few games. Or is this the game that kills it? Is this the game where Mick McCarthy goes? No, there's not. I, there's parts of this side that I want to change in the summer, obviously, because um, that's not something I think me and you associated with Cardiff. We we associate them as a team hard to beat. Um, they'll nick a goal, and they've been that for some years. And Mick McCarthy's that type of manager. So to go and lose five, especially to a team who's in the relegation zone, is is really concerning. I think I think 
I, I personally think it's going to go the wrong way for them, and I think we're seeing a top seven sort of develop, and it would be it would be one of it would be one of those top seven that misses out. Um, in terms of Sheffield Wednesday, though, you're right; they've given themselves some sort of chance that it didn't feel like they had. And I think the thing we've got to highlight is the quality of goals as well. The quality of goals is unbelievable. Adam Reach, we know he loves um, Adam Reach. He loves a peach, as you could say. Um, I think the goal that impressed me the most was: Do you see the? I think it's the Patterson one. The the cross from Liam Palmer was ridiculous. It was like some sort of outside of the boot Roberto Carlos esque. Swing into the box and pass and hits it on the full volley. The goals were absolutely insane, and I think it what it showcased is how Chef Wednesday have quality in that team. They just need to find it. They have plenty of quality in that side. They got the likes of Reach. They got Patterson, who was a great player for Cardiff for three years. You've got Barry Bannon, who I still think is one of the best midfielders in the division easily. So they they've got they've got they've got that um, threat. It's just they whether they can keep it consistently or not. Is, is, is what they've struggled with this season. Obviously, if they had those extra six points deducted, they'd be well in the chance. Um, so that maybe seems a bit harsh on, on the, 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 the players. But they've got a chance of staying up. I don't think they will because it's quite a fire. But all you can say to Sheffield Wednesday as well, and I'm giving yourself a chance. And it was a, a result that came out of nowhere. Um, really, finally, the game we're going to touch on at the end is another thumping. And a team that we sort of briefly mention a lot of the time just because of how class they are and it feels like it does never surprises us but you've got to mention when a team scores seven and Norwich City have put seven past Huddersfield maybe looking showing that Brentford's result on the good fr- on the on the Saturday was really not that good drawing 1-1 with Huddersfield if Norwich are putting seven past them the question I want to put to you Regan is we know Norwich are going to win this league they only need five more pin- points to confirm promotion how do you think they rank up against the best teams that have ever played in this division? Because points-wise, they're on course to be one of the best. Yeah, it's 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 an interting question. First of all, can I just say that? But I think every single goal in that game was they're basically having a Puskas Award um, nomination ceremony in that game. It was unbelievable. Um, it, it's hard it's hard to judge like where they exactly rank because, like you said, they're on course to be one of the best teams points-wise. But you look at the you look at the all round quality of the league at the moment, and you compare it to some of the uh, other teams that regard as some of the best, like the Wolves team that went up. Mm. Um, I, I say that the Wolves the Wolves division was a lot harder, a lot more challenging uh, compared to this one because um, Norwich have come up again. Well, obviously, I don't think Wolves really had any Huddersfields in the in this league, etc., or any Wickhams. But the way I think the way they've controlled this league from basically the start of it. Uh, to the finish, uh, to the finish. Apart from when Brentford overtook them for a couple of weeks um, around around New Year's, uh, I think they've been relatively comfortable, and I think that's the sign of a of a brilliant team. But I still have I still have questions in my head whether this will work uh, in, in the Premier League. But I, I'm all, I'm all for optimism because it's ba- it's basically the same team that went down, um, my, uh, plus or minus a few players, and they got like they were they were rock bottom last I think in the Premier League and they were unconvincing at all um, which, is made, which, made, which makes me think this isn't the best championship team of all time just because especially of how Wolves transitioned themselves didn't really buy any new players and, and they took over the Premier League and they're still doing that to this day with kind of basically the same team um, but I've got, I've got to give credit to them but I wouldn't rank them as high as what some people would based on points alone but I can't look past a team that's just won 7 0. They're brilliant. And we've said it for many weeks now. They're going to run away with this league. And five points will probably, probably happen in, t- in two games, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. And we'll be seeing them in the Premier League next season. 
Yeah, I think I'd tend to agree with most things you said there. I, I still rank that Wolves team as, as the best team in the Championship. Um, just for when I remember watching them in awe, when, when I w- watched them at Brentford, and I just thought, it's the first time in the Championship I think I've went on an away day and I've went to a game and I thought, we can't touch these lot. I, like they, it, was, it was this sort of feeling of, we're playing against a team that's European football side. They had Ruben Neves in field playing in the Championship. And I know Norwich have got Emi Buendia, but that Wolves team was just some, a, a different animal. Um, I think the thing to note with this Norwich side is they're probably more complete team than the team that went up a couple of years ago when they were winning games 4-3 and it was all sort of very, it felt like the luck was going to run out and it never did. Um, this time though, I would say you made a good point. They've, they've lacked the competition and last season in the Premier League when Norwich were put up against the wall and they had to fight, they didn't do very well. This season they haven't really had to fight. Yeah, you, yeah they had Brentford to take them once, but they the, the, there's no, there's not even a team that have been close to them in second. Like Watford have, Watford have, are, are only going to get second because of the failings of other teams. They've not really looked like a convincing side this season. So it does feel like it's been Norwich's division. You've got to say fair play to them for the consistency, the great goals they're scoring. Buendia and Puki unbelievable um, alongside some plenty of other players. But the, I think the issue is with in terms of putting them up against the best is the fact that they've had no competition. It's been a very sanitised environment, no fans. You can play your good football and it'll be interesting to see how they actually do in the Premier League this time around and whether they'll invest some more money um, to shore that team up. But, I mean, credit to Norwich. They're going to get promoted and, and it was an unbelievable winning. Like you said, the goals, the, the quality of goal they're scoring is ridiculous. Pookie of a hat-trick, Wendia with three assists and a goal. It, it's just, it, it's, it's just, it's frightening football to come up against in the Championship. Um, Regan, I've, I think we're going to have to get on to predictions now. Um, how did we do? Uh, I, was, I, was so, I was so close because um, obviously I've said, I've said every week now that I have not won a week in about I think 16, 17 weeks. And I thought going into the Brentford-Birmingham game, I was like, yes, surely, surely Brentford are going to win. And I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a point and I'm going to win. But no, as he celebrates his team not winning a game, Bill Taylor successfully predicted the the uh, the Brentford game. And so once again, I'm saying this like every single week, Bill won this week. Congratulations, hooray! Throw the throw the pies or whatever, like I care. Um, but overall, am I still bothered? Not really, no. Um, because it's bum time, Regan. It's squeaky bum time. I wouldn't get. It's not, not, not really. I mean, it's. Uh, I'm it's feeling. Still... I'm feeling. If we get down to the final, final few games of the season, and it's a real close call, I'm feeling some sort of extra yeah. bonus points for the playoffs. And I think, I think that's got that's got to come into play. I think definitely has. And if you give me extra bonus points for saying that Rotherham are going down and not Birmingham, nah, I don't think so. Okay, never mind. It's not happening then. But um, overall, well, actually, no. This week was six to five. So, Bill, another fifty percent. It seems weird that I'm applauding you for that for getting fifty percent. But you know what? That's we're clutching at straws here because you know we're not very good at what we do. But um, <laughs> on the fortieth week, you finished six to five, and overall, it's one hundred ninety-four to two hundred and six. I remember that league was like twenty-one once. Now it's twelve. But you know what? We move. We move. So we say every week, I'm just getting that little bit closer. I'm getting that little closer. I'm nearly, I'm nearly at the 200 mark. Um, Regan, obviously, we'll get into predictions then. And this feels like, we've said it a lot this uh, on today, I feel like a season-defining game of where the top two in the championship is going to end up. You've got Watford playing Reading. Now, this is the beginning of Watford's very, very tough run. They obviously drew to Middlesbrough. 
Brentford and Swansea both failed to capitalise. Um, although it does, we, me and you both agree that it is going to be Watford to go up, if there's any sort of chance of a major slip-up, it is now. Some tough games. They've got Red in. This is the start of the poor run. Are they going to pass the flying colours? Or Red and need a win as well, Regan. Red and do need a win as well to get to maintain the top six of Bournemouth chasing down their... Um, Next, so how, how, how do you think it's going to go? I'm, I'm still going to go for Watford on this because I know some people are, are just automatically doubting Watford now now that they couldn't win their seventh game in a row. Oh no, is this the end? No, I think <coughs> they come up against Middlesbrough on a, on, a, on a very good day for Middlesbrough. I think they, they play some very good football, some of the best football they've played in quite a few weeks, in all honesty. Um, but Still, Watford got a point out of that, and I know Reading went back to winning ways against Derby, so that may be a sign of things to come. Um, but once again, it's silly for me to go uh, go against Watford because they're still, even though they did draw, one of the best teams in this league. And I think that Reading, when they come up against teams that are around the same quality as them, in the league-wise anyway, I think they, they tend to kind of roll over a little bit for them and don't show the quality that we've seen quite a few times. So I'm going to go for Watford. I think I agree. I agree with the logic there. I think, I think we could see a little stall now, and, and, and obviously it's, it's very easy to win when you've got the momentum of games. And, and um, but the display against Barra wasn't particularly good from Watford. I thought they, they, they did look, they didn't look great. And I feel like if you finally, if you manage to break down Watford, um, they're going to struggle to score loads of goals. I, I mean. I know they've had the odd occasion where they thumped a few, but they don't tend to do it too often. And with the goal-scoring power and abilities of Reading, I feel I feel like they 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 could cause Watford a problem. Um, I'm not going to go for I'm not going to go for a Reading wing, but I think I'm going to go for a draw. I'm going to back the draw. I think Lucas Zhao is going to occupy the Watford defence, not like like many strikers ha- um, haven't really this season. Um, when when they have occupied them, you have the likes of Ivan Tony that Watford struggled with him. Um, so if Lucas Zhao can do the same sort of job, then you're going to have the likes of Ajaria, Elise, who score a great goal um, against Derby, sort of picking up in these pockets. And, and, and they're players who are dangerous. So I, I, I think I'm going to back a draw on that one. And, and Reading obviously need the points. They know how close Bournemouth are to them and, and how that playoff um, chase is looking. So I'm going to go for a draw at Vicarage Road. Um, the early kickoff on the Saturday is Millwall versus Swansea. Millwall winning at Stoke. Um, it feels like they they made they've redeemed their season to a to a, to an extent, but they're not going to get playoffs. Swansea in free falls. We've mentioned. Yeah, Millwall. Uh, well, you can say that you count Millwall out of the playoffs, but they're on the same amount of points as Cardiff. So uh, if you're saying that Cardiff can make the playoffs, why can't Millwall? Okay. Uh, mainly because Millwall don't really have the it's insane quality as Cardiff do, but. Why not? Why not put them in the picture just because they just to make them feel better? Because um, they're on a good run of form. They've won uh, their last three games. I believe they're only by one goal. I think two of them were one nils, etc. And I think against a well, I was going to say well, they're still kind of a strong team defensively. Swansea, the amount of chances that they um, that they block, etc., and they close out teams. Yeah, it's not creating much, no. Yeah, exactly. And I think well, if you're not creating much and you come up against Millwall at the Den, I don't think you're going to create anything at all. But with a very strong defence behind you, I think it's going to be a draw. You know what? It's boring, but I'm going to have to agree with a draw. Regan said the logic there. Both teams don't concede too many. Um, Mill scored a few more of late, but Swansea just look like they're not going to create many chances. I could see, unfortunately, uh, Sky Sports Football, I could see a, a drab nil-nil here, in all honesty. Um, 
yeah, I'm going to back a draw as well. And Swansea continue to look like their playoff place could be in jeopardy. Didn't think we'd be saying that a few weeks ago. Next one is Barnsley versus Middlesbrough. Tough game for Barnsley because Middlesbrough made it difficult for Watford. But they're the informed team in the division, as we're saying, along with Norwich. Do you back them, Regan? They're going to keep on going. Now, this is a very tough game to call because um, Barnsley obviously get back to winning ways, which I think is the most key thing here, is that I thought that maybe Barnsley will revert back to their old season selves with only pick-up wins, etc. But that's a really good win away at Luton. Um, whereas Barrow did put in a good performance, like I said. But that's an occasional... It could be occasional good performance because before that they weren't really good at all. Mm. Um, so it's very it's very tough game to call, and I think I can't really call it. So I'm going to have to go the the safer. I'm going to say a draw. I'm going to go for Barnsley, and you know what, uh, Daryl DK, what an unbelievable, unbelievably inspired signing that is. I mean, I know he's only on loan. Um, don't get many players coming from the MLS to the Championship. He's came, he's hit the ground running, he's been unbelievable, and he's been sort of the outlet that Barnsley feel like they needed. Corley Woodrow is an okay player, but he doesn't really suit suit Barnsley too much. And I feel like um, Daryl DK is everything that they needed. He scored two goals, obviously missed the penalty for the hat-trick against Luton. But um, I just fancy Barnsley at the moment. They keep on winning games and I'm, I'm, I'm going to back them I'm back them again. Um, Birmingham versus Stoke, Regan at St Andrews. Bit of a boring one, this. Yeah, incredibly boring. Two teams that um, that just just solid, just just solid. Really, it feels weird saying against Birmingham based Birmingham on where they are. Different since Lee Bowyer came in, aren't they? They're looking like a different. Yes. Yeah, very good. Yeah, they can't. They um, oh, they rode the storm of that tough fixture list against Reading, Watford, Swansea, and Brentford. They came away with seven points out of those twelve. So uh, well, he's obviously doing some magic there. And against a team that um, similar to what Rotherham had uh, around, like. Around February time, they come up. They come up against a lot of bad, te- a lot of good teams, mm. and then they got a few results against um, some of the some of the worst teams that they come up against. I think it's going to be similar to Birmingham. I think they're going to be rewarded after good performances. I don't know Stoke are in a bit of a purple patch beside the Millwall game, but I'm going to go for Birmingham just because I want to prove that I'm right that they're going to stay up. You know what? I think I'm going to go for Birmingham too. Um, I, I, to be honest, I'd like them to lose just to keep the championship. Uh, Relegation race interesting, but Lee Bowyer has made them a different different sort of outfit. And uh, it doesn't mean that I particularly think it will last long term. Maybe we'll discuss that next season. But um, yeah, uh, he's doing he's doing the business now. They've got some sort of boost around the squad. He's seven points out of his trials. You mentioned Stoke. Um, just I, I find it hard to back sides with little to play for. I find it really hard to back them. And they're the epitome of that in a moment, Stoke. So I'm going to go for Birmingham too. Um, another team involved uh, in the relegation scrap is Coventry, and they travel to Bournemouth. Regan Bournemouth on flying form at the moment feels like they they mean business in terms of getting to the playoffs. Um, is it is it as simple as a routine win? Yeah, I think so because, like I said, I backed Coventry and St Andrews, and I was right, obviously, the last time. But you're not a St Andrews, and you come up against a very very good team at the moment. So I think it can only go one way. Yeah, I'm going to back you, Bournemouth. So, um, move on to Bristol City versus Nottingham Forest. Another one of these dead rubbers. That is the risk when you get to this stage of the season. It's hard. To, um, you know what? I'm going to kick it off for a draw, Regan. When it's hard to back both, you go for it. You know what? I this, No, I'm going to change my mind. I say When it's hard to back both, I want it to go with the logic of I don't like backing teams who have nothing to play for. But Nottingham Forest have been good recently. And Garner in midfield is... Just continuing his his sign of shows um, signs of form and um, looks to be a great little player. 
Bristol City, awful at home. They've lost seven in a row. They're going to go for eight. I'm going to go for Nottingham Forest. Are you saying it the same way? Yeah, it sounds a bit scummy now that you're saying it and I'm winning. So I feel like if, if I say it after you, then I'm cheating. But uh, yeah, even though I don't like Chris Hewitt and Nottingham Forest, um, I think the, in, in, the individual plays have been, have been brilliant. And like you said, Bristol City, terrible at home. And Nottingham Forest, purple patch. So Nottingham Forest. Uh, the next one is Cardiff versus Blackburn. Now, Regan Cardiff are going to have to win this game if they want any chance of playoffs. Are they going to do it? This is down to chance. Where if like like if you said when we re- if we when we reviewed the game, um, if Mick McCarthy really digs into the team and be like, "What the hell was that? You need to pick up and you need to pick up quickly." And against a Blackburn team that is just not, yeah nothing to play for, really uninspiring football. Um, I think Cardiff. I think it's safer. 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 Jesus Christ! It's safer <laughs> for me to say that Cardiff will get back to winning ways here. So I'm going to say Cardiff. Yeah, I'm going to back Cardiff too. I feel, as I've mentioned, that it seems like the easy route out. But Blackburn little to play for. Cardiff. I feel like Mick McCarthy won't accept that. Much like a Warnock, I don't think he'll accept a, a, a those bad, that bad performance, and they'll have to bounce back. It wouldn't surprise me if you see a lot of changes to the lineup. It's a, it's a McCarthy kind of thing to do, um, and I think I think they'll dispose of Blackburn, who have obviously not been fantastic this season. The next one is Derby versus Norwich. Um, Derby pretty convincingly beat by Reading. Norwich, obviously off the back of a seven 0 winning inside this field. Is there much else to say apart from Norwich are going to win this one? Regan, they know they've got a little target now. They know they need five points for promotion. They're going to want to get that as soon as possible, aren't they? Yeah, and it's pretty self-explanatory what I'm going to go through and I'm pretty sure we should just move on because saving more breaths on this is silly. Yep, both go for an away win. Um, the next one is a Yorkshire Derby, Huddersfield versus Rotherham. Last chance saloon for Rotherham. I think we've already said we believe they're down, but this is last chance now. You have to win this game. We said that against Wickham, but they, they have to win this game to have any chance. I don't, if, even if they um, win it, it doesn't mean they're going to they have a good chance. I just They need to win it to have any chance. Do you, do you back them at all at the moment? They are playing against a team who've just conceded seven. Yeah, it's very true. But they also come up against a team that put in a put in a right performance against Brentford at home. And <laughs> it's two teams that have been, quite frankly, the, the laughing stock of the of the weekend, apart from maybe Cardiff as well, um, of of the Monday and Tuesday games. Um I I can't see, I don't know why, but I'm actually going to go against Rotherham again. I really don't like doing it, but I think it's because that now that they, they, they know that I had to win the games and now they're starting to drop. I know some, I'd imagine some players will probably consider that this, this is over already, that we can't, if we can't win those games, um, make, what's the point in playing? Because I know that's the bad way to look at it, but I guarantee some players aren't thinking that way. And I think just because the Brentford, uh, the Brentford game, Huddersfield did look all right, and they're a lot better at John Smith than they are away from it. I'm going to say Huddersfield are going to win. I'm going to go for Huddersfield too because I think they're at that sort of stage, Huddersfield, in their season where it's like get one more win and like that's it, you're you're safe. Um, you'd expect them to stay up anyway, but one more win and they're safe. And their man, their manager came out um, against Brentford afterwards and said that's the mentality he wants to have in the players. Um, obviously, it didn't go too well for him at Norwich, but. You can't really help uh, scorelines like that. I feel like they're uncontrollables. Um, yeah, I'm going to go for Huddersfield win. Rotherham, I really did back you before this run-in, but you're not giving me any sort of hope that you're going to stay up this season, I'm afraid. 
Um, three games left to go, Regan. Preston versus Brentford. Preston off the back of some decent results against Norwich, Swansea, and now they've got Brentford. Um, Brentford obviously in terrible form. Four draws against teams down there. Another team who's not, although there's a couple of decent results recently, and not particularly had a great season. Do you think Brentford are going to struggle again? I think it's very possible because the way Preston are playing right now, I'm not sure what their, their managerial situation is, but I think they should consider hiring this uh, this McAvoy guy because he's put in two brilliant performances. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say because it, it's a tough call with Brentford at the moment because we've seen, we've seen time and time again just how good they can be. But recently, you, you're just thinking, like, what's going on? Why, why are they doing that? Why are they playing like this? Um, and because I can see their recent string of results, are you undefeated in what five games, etc.? You've got four draws, and I think there's going to be another another boring one. In all honesty, and I'm going to go for another draw. You know, Regan. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to go for a draw too. I think, as I've mentioned, I think the thing going wrong at Brentford is fatigue, which you can't help, and the players have had two very tough years. Um, you've got the likes of Rico and Josh Silva is looking like they're probably not going to be back till the end of the season at all, um, until the playoff running, and even then. Will they want to play them because they know the interest is starting to build around them from Premier League clubs? You have likes of Ivan Tony. May seem harsh. I think some of the players are probably a bit disinterested now. Um, not the core of the squad. They're, they're a good bunch of a good bunch of players, but I feel like there's just maybe some cracks building at Brentford, and I think it's going to be another ball drawn. They're probably it's never been the mentality of Brentford Football Club, but I feel like they're probably settled for the, the playoffs now. So. We may see some changes. We may um, along those lines. So I think I think we're going to go for a draw on this one because Preston have been a team who've been getting some good results against some tough opposition recently. So it's no easy feat to go and win at Deepdale. Um, penultimate game: reading QPR versus Sheffield Wednesday. QPR now mid table for top half of the league, top half of the league. They're doing all right. Obviously, uh, um, lost to Forestdale Wednesday. We said they won five 0 and they now have to back that up, don't they? They have to go and win at QPR. Can they do it? I'm, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it to them. I'm going to give it to Sheffield Wednesday because, um, like, like we say against most teams, that um, that win emphatically in the game before is hard to hard to go against them after that performance. And like I said, when we review the game again, um, Darren Moore's finally getting this team clicking a bit. I know the Watford, well, obviously, didn't get anything from the Watford game, but they did look a lot better. And I think against a QPR team that. Um, they were, imagine they were running quite high after the past few games and then they obviously lost the one against uh, Nottingham Forest pretty badly in all honesty. I think that the Sheffield Wednesday team uh, coming into this game, I think they're full of confidence and against a team that's low on confidence, I'm going to say Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, I think for me, having Sheffield Wednesday having just scored five goals, you get these surprise, um, surprises thrown up at the end of the business end of the season. Like I said, again, QPR, not much to play for. Had a good streak, got themselves out of trouble, and now they're looking pretty comfortably in the table. Sheffield Wednesday, they've just put five past Cardiff, who are a team who are very good defensively usually. And then you come up against QPR, who you say their weakness is defense, defensive um, capabilities. Wednesday really got a chance now with the confidence thrown through their veins. Business end of the season, I'm sure Darren Moore won't let that confidence drop. They've got a chance to go out and attack QPR from the set-off, and we could see another great win. And then, and then once you've got two back-to-back wins, then a running is very much possible. So I'm actually going to back Sheffield once or two. I think after scoring five goals, they're going to be full of confidence. The likes of Jordan Rhodes getting a goal is going to be big for him. He could be uh, big towards the business end of the season. We know Barry Bannon's capabilities of picking a pass through that um, QPR defence. 
Adam Reach. I think Wednesday got I got got more than enough to go and get a win there. And finally, Wickham versus Luton. Wickham obviously in the probably the best form they've been in all season up against a Luton team who have not been particularly great of late. Um, a bit of a dead rubber, Regan. But how's it going to go? Um, I think just because that when Luton played Derby, I consider Derby and Luton around similar. Uh, sorry, I'm not Luton. Derby and Wickham uh, play similar styles where they're quite solid defensively, and then they'll they'll nick a goal when they want, and they'll really press towards the latter stages of the game. And um, Luton really couldn't control that against Derby, and they really struggled for the majority of the game trying to break down that um, that Derby that Derby de- defence. And obviously, the Derby defence is better than the Wickham one, but. I think the, the way Wickham are playing right now, I think it's hard to look past them, which is incredibly horrible to say. But um, I think Wickham are going to win again. It'd be silly to not back them the way they're in, especially the way Luton are playing. I'm going to say Wickham. Um, you know what? I can't argue with it. I can't argue with it. Uh, Luton ended up giving a decent account of themselves in the end at Barnsley. managed to cut the score down and, and not, not get thrashed. Um, but yeah, they're in poor form recently. I feel like ever since they've been sort of safe, they've, they've taken the foot off the gas a little bit. Um, which you can't really blame them too much, I guess. They're a team very overachieving. They've done all right this season. But Wickham, in the best win of form, maybe they can just have the, maybe that little bit of light of there's, is there something to hold on to is um, inspiring them at the moment. And they want to give a good account of themselves before they are ultimately relegated down to League One again. So they're on good form. They're the form team and you have to go with the form most of the time. So I'm going to back Wickham as well. And with that, it concludes our championship predictions for this week. We'll be back with another episode in midweek. But if you have enjoyed this one, remember to like the video, subscribe to the Front of Terrace podcast YouTube channel, leave us a rating on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, and me and Regan will both see you in the next Champ Talk.